Hi everyone, Julie Lindsay here. Look, we're just at the start of week three and I want to uh, go over some things and it's quicker for me to do a podcast than just put them all into an announcement. So this is uh, going to accompany my very brief bullet-pointed announcement this morning. All right, so we are well into this subject. Uh, We have some absent students due to travel or northern southern hemisphere discrepancies and I'm looking forward to those students catching up as soon as possible, as soon as they're on stable internet, etc. Uh, but everyone who is in this subject now should be fully participating. And I just really want to stress, this is a very participatory subject. It, and it's not about me responding all the time. It's really about you responding to each other. So keep that in mind as I go through the crucial um, or key elements uh, for week three and beyond. Now, our study schedule tells us that week three is uh, time to look at module two. Look, I'm sure you've looked at it already, but I just want to talk briefly through this so you know the key points. Uh, module two is about um, digital futures and, you know, basically the future of teaching and learning, etc. cetera. Uh, but for many of us, it's not the future. It's actually now. This is how we, we work now. Uh, and for you, I'm hoping that this is now how you're bec- this is becoming your sort of modus operandi as well. So looking at um, there's a future learning documentary there to start with, uh, and then we move into topic two point one digital futures. Uh, really look at that that Davidson and Goldberg. Um, well, it's actually a book, really, almost from the MIT Press. Look, it's two thousand and nine, but I really encourage you to look into that. And just look at um, how, you know, what, what they were thinking about 10 years ago, how that's now evolved and still how far we have to go when you look at a typical institution, K-12 and higher education, uh, how disconnected generally educators are still um, and how we still need to move forward into networking and connectivism, etc. Uh, we've got additional resources there. Um, for that, then we're looking at network theories. I've added connectivism in this year as well, uh, as well as social network and actor network theory. Actor network theory is an interesting one for you to just something different to think about. Uh, look, some of this stuff you've done before, I'm sure, throughout this degree. So this is a, a recollection, a, oh, yes, I remember that. Oh, I'll just read that again. Uh, certainly George Siemens and connectivism, uh, you should be well um, up with. There's an interesting new article by George. He posted it on LinkedIn actually this year, March this year, talking about how he was wrong about networks. So read that and see what you think because it certainly doesn't, he's not disputing his previous writings and theoretical um, stance in terms of connectivism, but he is talking about systems there, which is something you need to be aware of. How, How And be aware also how thinking evolves you know, theoretical education theorists uh, and and networking theorists don't just say something and then say, well, that's it, I'm not, it doesn't change. You know, we're, everything's changing. Every day, everything's changing. Communities of practice is a really big one here. If you haven't come across Wenger yet, you must read Wenger. There's one reference there uh, to get started. Um, Celie Brown's good. Um, Peeragogy, of course, Howard Reingold uh, started this. It was paragogy, now it's called the Peeragogy really interesting, really applicable to what we're trying to do as knowledge networkers. 
and uh, you know it's the language you know if you can talk about the this using this type of language and start to share this with other people with your colleagues who haven't had the opportunity to to study at this level uh, i think it starts to make sense then because it's putting words around what people are already doing some of them anyway uh so yeah dip into howard Rheingold there and um there are some other resources and uh, look i've set up a, another flip grid now, when I say participatory learning, uh, the first Flipgrid I set up was for introductions. We've had less than half the class actually introduce themselves via that Flipgrid. So I want you to jump in this week and make sure that you're on top of all of this so that we have, you know, it's it's about leaving a digital legacy as well uh, because these Flipgrids don't go away. You know, I'm, I always leave them, my Flipgrids, I leave them there. If you say, well, who was that person in my class two years ago who was talking about such and such, you'll be able to find it. And not to say, of course, that you're already networked and connected and, and will continue to be connected, but it's all part of this participatory learning and jumping in and supporting each other as well as putting your ideas out there. This is the capstone subject of the master's degree. You must be prepared to put your ideas out there and not at this point say, oh, no, I don't like using Twitter. Oh, oh no, I don't like using Flipgrid. Okay, because that's a little disappointing, uh, to be honest. Okay, now there are reasons why sometimes you don't have time to participate. Believe me, we're all the same. But sometime during this subject, I need to see everyone in there contributing, particularly as it, it's a little bit of a small class. Um, very workable, but, but uh, you know, smaller than we've had, I think, in the past. All right. <laughs> Sorry, that's my, <laughs> that's my um, soapbox for today. Moving into 2.2, digital scholarship. Now, this is very pertinent, of course, for our second assessment item, which is the digital scholarship um, assessment. It's, a, it's the digital scholarship paper. So this, this section of Module 2 is really important that you spend some time on it. Start with Brian Alexander, who is a real guru. I really love his work. If you haven't seen him before, dip into that. And then, of course, moving into Martin Weller, uh, the work of Martin Weller. Now, the Digital Scholar is a seminal piece of work here, and Martin blogs and writes and rewrites and does all sorts of things around this work. Um, you know, he talks about open digital and networked learning. And he's very clear. I find his work very clear. So, uh, and I actually got to meet Martin this year. I was in Galway and, and met Martin. And, of course, he he was a guest speaker at our, um, as part of our colloquia series last year. So I've given you the recording to that. And the... Um, yeah, the opportunity to actually see what you know, what Martin does when you when he's invited to, to speak to students. But look, there's a lot of material there that Martin shares. He's he's very open. He works for the Open University. Uh, but so I dip into what he's saying and then start to extend that. I've given you a couple of uh, additional resources there. But you you the brief for the assessment is to provide an interpretive discussion that examines digital scholarship in education in the context of interdisciplinary knowledge and research. Now, we are starting some discussions on the Padlet about this, and I've also started that, um, no, we're starting discussions on the Padlet 
in terms of this particular assessment. So uh, if you have any questions about the focus of your assessment, uh, please jump in and support others as well. All right, so there is a, a lot of additional readings and you can start moving into that whole open area as well, um, which I've actually just started to put some resources in Module 3 now that most of Module 3 is open. Uh, the additional readings, if you haven't read any Christine Greenhow, which I'm sure you have as part of this degree, if you haven't, please jump into some of Christine's work. She's, uh, she's wonderful. Uh, Scanlon there, of course. And then the Thomas piece, what is digital scholarship or typology, typology there, blog post. So, but you can, you know, once again, don't just be limited to what I give you. Reach out, read more broadly, think about digital, open, networked, think about um, how digital scholarship applies uh, contextually for you, if you want to keep it totally contextual. Uh, you're a grade three teacher, perhaps, in a K to 12 school in the in a rural district. How does digital scholarship apply to you? What are the theorists saying? Um, what what is happening? What should be happening? Uh, what are the, who are the two real uh, thought leaders that have popped out uh, during your readings that you can then refer to in this paper? All right. So the next section of module two is information informatics. Uh, I'm not going to say too much about this. It's just some some additional information there. Uh, and the, the piece that you should read here, of course, is Selwyn, Looking Beyond Learning. Okay, so make sure you do dip into that one. Uh, and then, of course, there's a list of references. So our goals for week three are to be more participatory, if you've been hanging back, to think about digital scholarship, to... Get on top of using Padlet and Flipgrid and Twitter as part of that digital scholarship participatory approach and really start to now think about where you're heading with the assessments. I'm not going to talk about the Capstone Research Project in this podcast. Uh, perhaps your focus this week needs to be more on digital scholarship uh, and I'll create another podcast or something to talk more about that capstone research project uh, soon. So anyway, look, have a great week, everyone. And I'll see you at the colloquium this week as well. Thanks.